I made this choreography that is inspired by outdoor labor. There are regular gestures that you see all the time. It's always surrounding yourself and ourselves, but we don't really pay attention about it. For this special issue, Coast to Coast takes a step aside and meets a generation of artists and choreographers driven by the desire to create a more inclusive and diverse dance scene. Here they look back on their journeys, their research and their ideas. Their visits were supported by Villa Albertine, which has connected French talents and the American cultural scene since 2021. I'm Rosalind Sulkis, and you are listening to a special Coast to Coast episode dedicated to Albertine dance season, a podcast series produced by Villa Albertine and Paradiso Media. Our guest today is the dancer and choreographer Ashley Chen. Ashley Chen is a French dancer and choreographer who has lived and worked in both the United States and in Europe and who describes his work as often and largely inspired by differences. He founded his own company Cachil in 2012 and for his residency with Villa Albertine he has collaborated with his brother Peter Stephen a filmmaker on a dance and film work called Outside Flow. We'll talk about their visits to Los Angeles, San Francisco and New York City for this project and how it has evolved. Welcome Ashley. Um before we start to talk about outside flow, I wondered if we could speak a little about your rather fascinating multicultural background. Your mother is Scottish, your father is French Chinese and you and your brother grew up in Normandy. Then you trained as a dancer in France, you joined the Merce Cunningham Company in New York City and moved back to Europe 4 years later to dance with the Lyon Opera Ballet before working in a freelance capacity with lots of different choreographers and companies all over the place. I wondered how these very diverse experiences and your upbringing influence and feed into your choreographic influence both when you formed company Kashil uh, in 2012 and perhaps on a continuing basis yes uh, <laughs> it's true that um i grew up in normandy camp we were all bilingual because my mom was scottish my dad was half chinese as you said and it was a bit strange i think for my friends and uh, school friends at the time because there was no su- such sense of diversity quite yet at the time when i moved to new york it was very fascinating for me because all of a sudden i could realize how it was such a melting pot and how the differences and the uh, the idea of multicultural uh upbringing is so present yes it's important for me and i think it's important for all of us to uh, acknowledge the differences and being fed by the the different upbringing from each other it it creates some uh, sense of uh, of unity it's it's a really full and rich environment i always enjoyed as a kid of being uh, like we 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 would talk like as we call it franglais so it's a mix between french and english the first uh, language that would come into your head you would speak in that language uh would always understand each other but i always remember my friend being like that's just a weird way of talking i realize now that i, I could hear that in new york also for instance uh, depending on which communities you were in that the the the, the mixes of languages are Uh, interesting and it's like nearly some like some of a creole uh, uh, languages it's very interesting to me does that provide a kind of metaphor for your choreographic interest that there's a a mix a melange of influences and voices and languages that you move between without necessarily identifying 
each specifically. I, I was very inspired by the idea of showing the differences, uh, working on the group and seeing how people manage to do the task for me. I, I like that. But it's also see how were their own background and their the, the way they, the, the, what their background and also what they like in life because it's not only about the training, it's about like their own experience they could manage to bring up their own individuality on stage. And what I like is also to show the differences in communities, which I guess are maybe influenced by the time when I lived in New York, to be able to to watch and see different cultures, um, approaches, and which make it, like I said before, inspiring. And it's... Uh, a very important aspect of my work is not so much of showing a dance piece or a choreographic piece, which is, I mean, it is important, but it's also to provide an experience of tolerance, diversity for the audience to acknowledge that really. That sounds very connected to what you and Peter have done in Outside Flow, and we'll come to more specific detail about that. But just to to go back a little to the start of that project, Peter Stevens studied theatre and film, you studied dance. When did you first think about collaborating on a project or had you always wanted to? It's funny. <laughs> uh, we followed each other for uh, as long as I remember, obviously, as we are little brothers. I remember that. But we met during... Um, those confinements uh, at my mom's house because uh, she had a big house in the country uh, and he uh, was really interested Peter was really interested in filming movement it's not something he was uh, so used to and especially dance and uh, I was thinking at the time of uh, new ways to present work that wouldn't be uh, in uh, regular theatres because of Covid and it was just a, a time where we uh, had to rethink a bit of everything so we decided to just dance around in the countryside in Normandy yes. and uh, Peter would be filming it. So we called this little film Summer Dance. It was just an experiment. And it was the first time we realized that we had an easy understanding of each other's way of working, which makes sense because we know each other so well. And that was the first uh, idea because we were filming in Normandy and we had a few sites uh, we found and uh, realized that there was a, a, a sense of scale that was very interesting to us. Having a body alone on, on a huge uh, site filled with the, like uh, massive gray clouds like you can find in Normandy or mm -hmm. like the big fields and things like that. And then that's when we decided we'd like to uh, work about this idea of the, the premises of uh, outside flow. What would it be? And uh, so it's about like movement because uh, there's always so much movement in Normandy by the wind. The, uh, there's always trees moving around. It, all, everything looks like it's dancing itself. And it created a, a multi-layer that we wanted to uh, deepen with outside flow. As I understand it, what the film shows is movement that's inspired by everyday gestures of people working outside in the field. I don't know where else, but perhaps you can explain a little to us. And I wondered where that, where did that idea derive from? I made this choreography that is inspired by outdoor labor. There are regular gestures that you see all the time. It's always surrounding yourself and ourselves, 
but we don't really pay attention. You know, there's the the landscaper, the the policeman, the the, the woman that makes the the children cross the streets, the construction workers, mm-hmm. the fishermen. And so it's all those gestures that we can see. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm fascinated by observing what's happening around me. But we're in also in a time where we are. Uh, more and more focused on our own screens, uh, our phones. Uh, we're always looking at our maps, our GPS. Uh, we don't really pay attention to what's happening around us. And I like to call those uh, the les métiers oubliés, the, 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 the forgotten jobs, really, because those are very, very important. They're all part of our lives and they make our lives actually possible. And it was important for me to uh, put them back forward. So I made this choreography based on all those different gestures that didn't necessarily make any sense because it was it goes from a construction worker to the fisherman to the landscape cutting down a tree to the the garbage guy that would get really angry for the garbage guy I would drop my my son at the school and uh, he, his school was just next to the center for the trucks and I could see one day a guy that was really upset and would throw the bin around and uh, I, I thought oh that's such a genius movement so it uh, you could see it in the in the piece and what was interesting about um, this choreography is that we're trying to, uh, to perform it with the dancers Andrea Mofunda and uh, Mai Ishiwata uh, in different spaces. So sometimes we'd be on the beach, sometimes we'd be in an urban, like in New York, LA or San Francisco. Sometimes we'd be in the forest or in the desert. And actually the, the gestures would change meaning from where we were performing it. Because if you dig in the, on concrete or you dig in the sand on the beach, it creates a different image. And it's the idea of showing the importance uh, of those people, the, the ecosystem, because of them, they like, you know, it's like a bit like an ant farm where you can see uh, moves around, you don't really understand. And finally, like it makes sense if you just pay a bit attention mm-hmm. of how they go to their place. It's the ecosystem that all those jobs uh, present. Yes, I love your image of forgotten labour or invisible labour, perhaps, that you have focused on and highlighted. And I'm also fascinated by the cultural and geographic differences that you suggest this makes, this creates for, for the people making these gestures. And I want you to, I want to come back to that. But I'm curious about why did you choose those three cities? Why Los Angeles, New York, San Francisco? Because I wanted urban settings that were very different from one another. I know New York because I lived there for four years, even though it was a long time ago, so it mm-hmm. really changed a lot since that. I didn't know Alice so well. I'm very curious about this city. And Los Angeles is a place that it's much more nature-oriented around it because you have this massive block of gray concrete mm-hmm. but if you can uh, just be uh, on beautiful beaches in the desert and in the mountains always within a, a couple of hours and for me los angeles which is very interesting it's it's also the sense of light the spotlight that is so beautiful and when i was there i had the sense that time has stopped because from six o'clock till four it was the same beautiful light and the flow, the movements that make you think, oh, we're not, the time has not stopped, was a mechanical flow. You could always hear cars and the constant roaring of them. So that was very interesting for me. San Francisco, if you see the city itself, uh, has its own flow within these valleys. You have this feeling of, of moving. 
there's a, all those hills up and down. You have to run. It's a, it, it creates a different uh, sense of, I was going to say organic, but it's mm-hmm. not really organic. It uh, seems a bit more natural. You and Peter Stephen spent time in each of these cities. Did you spend a lot of time just walking around observing gesture, observing what people were doing? And how did you decide after that observation how you would incorporate that? Do you contrast the different kinds of um, the different kinds of gestures in different cities? It was it was very interesting to observe those workers, and because they're so so different that people from Europe. Of course, between LA and New York, you would see really the difference. People are just, uh, let's say in California, people take a bit more time. They don't walk so fast. I mean, and you spend so much time in your in your car in Los Angeles, less so in San Francisco because it's a, it's a city where we can walk, even though those hills are a bit painful on the calves, I would say. Uh, but as in New York, there's also the sense of speed. People are going fast. Everything has to be done really fast because actually if you see the construction workers, if there's a hole in the street, they can't be like, oh, uh, it'll be done tomorrow. You have to do it right away. Pace is uh, different in those different cities. So did you, did you construct three separate choreographic sequences, one for each city, and then do you juxtapose them in the film? No, we decided to use the same one and to adapt them with the environment. Because in New York, we used a lot of the rooftops. Mm-hmm. We had the idea of the scale of the city, how uh, big it was. It's the same thing with a lot of sound, the noise. And in this idea of fast pace, we filmed in the subway also, where and people were telling us we'd be on their way, walk fast enough. It was very interesting. In California, we did a lot of uh, also... Um, being by ourselves in hugely unpoperated places as the Joshua Tree Desert mm-hmm. or uh, some beaches. In San Francisco, we found like some platforms where we could see the Golden Gate Bridge without anyone around us trying to avoid all the touristy places. Mm-hmm. Even though sometimes it was very interesting to shoot in the middle of it. Seems like uh, San Francisco and New York are always a place that you see so much. You, they're such iconic places, you recognize them. So it always seems like you're you're part of one of those big blockbuster movies. Yes. And, except that we would be doing some really weird movement, uh, rolling on the floor. It was kind of interesting to see also the reaction of people saying, like, what are you doing? Yes. Except that in New York, people are just like, they're asking you what you're doing, but at the same time, they pass that way because they don't have time they to stop. They haven't got time to listen to the answer. Exactly. <laughs> um, Ashley, Outside Flow will be presented as part of a season later in the fall under the auspices of uh, the Villa Albertine's film Fall Dance season. And around that time, you are going to present two programs at La Mama in New York, which is quite an extensive presentation of your fairly recent work. Are there underlying themes and preoccupations in these pieces, which are more conventional, theatrical, proscenium pieces than Outside Flow, which is, of course, a film. But are they, are they links between all this work for you? Yes, presenting a triptych, unison, rush, and distance, distances, uh, which is a time when I was really uh, thinking about working with the group. So there's like a piece for 10 dancers, a piece for nine dancers and a piece for two dancers. And what I was really wanted to do for uh, creating a sense of community. So creating a community of individuals that be very different. 
And it was really important for me to uh, show differences in a time where we need to upfront with, it's important to be tolerant, to support each other, to help each mm -hmm. other, understanding uh, the sense of respect for each other. And those uh, pieces were the source of inspiration for all that. It's just, I think, those three keys, tolerance, support, and respect, are something that socially is very important to put forward for me. As an individual, I want uh, the, the world to, to, to be better, but it's also like, how do you uh, present all those ideas? And it's uh, how do you manage to put them on stage for an audience to be aware of uh, all those important ideas that would make our world maybe a bit better? <laughs> You've worked both in Europe and in the United States, both fairly extensively, and I wondered uh, whether there are differences of approach to choreography and creativity that are interesting to you and perhaps even productive for you. I'm, I'm very fortunate to uh, have my company in France because there's a lot of help, a lot of funding, uh, an unemployment system for the artists that is phenomenal because it allows you to live uh, properly without having so much fear of the next day. But at the same time, sometimes I feel that it could get too easy. Because I was talking with Sarah Mitchelson last time I was in New York in May, and she was saying for her that it gives her the energy to, to go forward. I mean, I do find that I still have energy and I do want to go forward because of this comfort. Maybe making work in, in France is a little bit more comfortable, yes. even though it's a lot, a lot of work. The world of art is so rich that would need another like five hours to talk about it. Because even though there's a lot of things that I adore and a lot of things that I uh, dislike and some other things, I, when I look at it, I'm thinking like, oh, I would do it a different way. But that's the, the beauty of it all, is that uh, um, we allow each other and we're all open enough that it could be done uh, different ways. Uh, but it's very... Uh, Important to keep on being fed with um, different ideas, new ideas that can allow yourself, myself, to uh, grow as an artist, continue being inspired by what's surrounding us. Ashley, thank you so much for talking to me. Thank you. And um, very much looking forward to seeing Outside Flow. Yes, me too. I really like we're really working on it and it's, uh, it's going to be very beautiful. So I'm very excited about that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Coast to Coast, a Villa Albertine podcast produced by Paradiso Media and hosted by Rosalind Sulkis. If you want to learn more about the residents of Villa Albertine, listen to our interviews wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our channel, States. If you liked it, leave a rating and spread the word. You can also follow us on social media, and click on the link in the description of the episode.